0: Hello, 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 New Haven, and welcome back to Arts Respond on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven. That's a mouthful. It is right now a beautiful sunny Friday, which it was not when I woke up this morning. It was pouring rain. So hopefully you're here with us on the radio, but I can't fault you if you're out enjoying the sun. Today, I am here with Amanda Byam, Aurora Kuhn, and Audrey Audrey, can you pronounce your last? I am so sorry I didn't ask you about this before we were on the air.
1: No worries, Audrey Neforis. Okay.
0: I I did not want to say it wrong. Um, so I apologize. This is community radio at its best, Audrey Neforis. And we are talking about Feast from the Fields and Feast for Families at Common Ground um, or the New Haven um. I'm just pulling it up. Sorry, ecology project. The New Heathen it. Ecology. Yeah. I always want to say the New Heathen Educational Project because it's a school. Yeah, um, and it arguably also is an educational incubator, and and we can talk about that and and how this goes <laughs> into the mission into into the larger mission. But um, so if you're out there and you've heard of. Feast from the Fields, that's because it's Common Grounds, like pretty signature event at this point, I would say, but you may not have, and you may be thinking, what is this and what is Feast for Families? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So just, you know, to to kick things off, first of all, I just want to say to folks, you know, if you're thinking, when is this Feast from the Fields is happening on Saturday, September 9th which is in like three weeks, I don't know, three weeks, three and a half weeks. What is time? And Feast for Families is happening the next day on Sunday, September 10th. And so we'll jump right into it. Aurora, I want to pull you into the conversation and ask you if you can talk a little bit about what Feast from the Fields is. Maybe for folks who don't know, we have a pretty general listenership. Um, and, you know, the like the history of it and also what folks maybe can expect this year.
2: Thank you, Lucy, I would love to. So this is my second year helping to organize Feast from the Fields and it's really a special event. So as you mentioned, there's two days. The first day Feast from the Fields is this celebration of the bounty of our fields, all the amazing produce that our urban farm grows. And we have nine different incredible chefs who will be making tasting dishes, each featuring a different item from our farm. And there's also live music, amazing conversation. This is actually the 16th year of Feast, and it just gets better and better every year. It's such a delight. I had such a blast last year, and I think this year will be even better, if if that's even possible. (laughs) And then Amanda will talk more about Feast for Families later, but that's equally amazing. We added that three years ago to make sure there was something for young people, because Feast in the Fields is for ages 18 plus, but for families is for all ages and has some really dynamic kids activities. So yeah, it's just really a special celebration of food, of community. Um, maybe I, we might want to back up and talk about the mission of common ground and how it ties into that too. And Audrey can speak to that better, but, um, I'd love to share more about the chefs. They're just really incredible. And I could just talk about food for hours, so I don't want to monopolize the conversation, but I can't wait to share more about the.
0: I, um we will talk about all the things, right? So yeah, I promise, I promise. I promise. And I, I love, as Amanda and I talked about um, earlier today, very much off mic, I love food. So we will talk about the chefs, I promise. Yeah. Um, but, but I do want to say, you know, for folks who like, I, I sort of feel like New Haven is about the size of a minute. So if you haven't heard of Common Ground, I don't know what you've been doing, maybe living under a rock, but, um, but Common Ground is very um, unique. In its approach to education and specifically the focus on outdoor education and how those spaces can be, um, I think, restorative and healing spaces for young people and folks of all ages. So, Audrey, I'm wondering if you could talk just a little bit about what common ground is to situate folks who maybe think, I don't even know what we're talking about right now.
1: Totally. It would be my pleasure. Um, And as you both identified, there's just so much happening at Common Ground. And so bear with me. I'm going to tell you the basics, but we could be here all day um, talking about all the work that we do and all the work that my incredible colleagues and all the staff um, do at Common Ground. So just if you've been to Common Ground before, you know, like, because once you physically step foot on that campus, there's really like, nowhere else in the world like it. Um, So there's this beautiful urban farm and native pollinators growing everywhere and outdoor classrooms and sustainably built school rooms. And so like when you come on the campus today, you see this like fully formed, amazing environmental education center. Um, But, you know, in 1991 is when Common Ground was founded. And In 1997, it's when the founders were able to officially take over about 20 acres of abandoned city park land. Um, And at that point in 1997, the land had just been turned into like a community dumping zone Um, and people were dumping, you know, uh, their garbage there and they this group of like intrepid educators decided to clear that out they got the community involved so like from day one it's been this expansive kind of place where many hands are you know making light work as much as possible so they cleared out like 16 dumpsters full of of junk (laughs) that had been placed there and they started to tend that land and work in stewardship with that land to create the place that a lot of us know and love today. But like, surprisingly, Lucy, we hear all the time from people who are like born and raised in New Haven that they've never heard of common ground. So we still have like this little like best kept secret going on that we don't want <laughs> to be going on because we want everybody to know um, and everybody to come and be a part of it. So after that, you know, reclaiming of the land, working with the land, It started as this vision to provide alternative forms of education for youth in New Haven and especially to be expanding the use of outdoor spaces and like kinship with the natural land in the classroom. And so, since that, like over the years, the mission has really grown and changed as a response to the needs of our community. So, it started with the efforts for the school and the farm, um, but since then, we've grown to have these three specific kind of departments, arms, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, but we have these like three things going to make like this like perfect triangle. Um, and I would say like at the top of it, the heart of it that kind of bleeds and flows into everything else is our, our urban farm. So we have this incredible regenerative farm um, farmer Diane Litwin and farmer Deb Greg, uh, Deborah Greg and we have a new food justice educator Esther. They make up this small farm team. Um, And on this 1.5 acre plot, we grow about 12,000 pounds of produce a year. And that produce goes to so many sources it goes to the broader community through the mobile market, it goes to our cafeteria, it goes to the community and the staff through farm shares. And so, like, that's like the top of our pyramid. (laughs) And then we move from there into our different educational offerings. So we've got Common Ground High School, it's the first environmentally focused charter school in the nation, Um, and since its inception, like I said, you know, our mission is always growing and changing, and so, you know, initially a lot of the focus was on environmentalism, and since then it's really grown to expand, but how can we talk about environmental justice without talking about people, and without talking about social justice, so the curriculum really focuses on the intersection of those two things and the interconnectivity of those two things um it's an amazing school i always like i am envious of our high school students and wishing that i had uh, been able to go to a school like that growing up um and then we also so we've got the farm we've got the high school and then the final but not definitely not least is our just community programs department and so They do all of the deep, wide programming throughout the city, after school programs for young people, um, field trips for public schools throughout the entire city. We have programs called like schoolyards where we work with other public schools and we develop, you know, community gardens for them on their campuses, pollinator gardens, work with educators to build environmental education into their curriculum and then make sure to provide consistent support, Um, summer camp. So, You know, you can almost think of like community programs as that that area of our work that's focusing on younger um, people and um, early childhood education and kinship with the environment. So as I said, we do a lot. (laughs) I hope that wasn't too much of a spiel.
0: Zero, zero percent. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, Aurora, then coming back to FEAST or or any of you can hop in coming back to FEAST sort of all of those things are, are coming together. And then they're coming together over the idea of breaking bread, which is fundamental to, I, f- I feel like in every cultural tradition, um, you know, breaking bread is, is like where you find common space. And so Aurora, give me, give me that food spiel that you were excited to do because it's, I'm like getting hungry, looking at this list of um Chefs from everywhere, from House of Nun to Sanctuary Kitchen to Bloom to Olmo, which is a personal favorite. I mean, really, all of these are personal favorites. Um, La like Cochina de Sandra, which is, if you haven't had it, you're in for a treat if you have tickets to this. Um, yeah, so so let's take me on that a, a little culinary uh, tour of what folks can be expecting.
2: Oh, it is my distinct pleasure to do so. Feast is really a foodie's dream, like you mentioned. Like just thinking of the chefs would make anyone hungry, and it's just such a celebration of the incredible restaurants and um, you know food artists we have in New Haven. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned many of them. One of my most favorites is La Cocina de Sandra. Um, so their papusas in all sincerity changed my life. They're so delicious. Last year they had zucchinis from the farm. This year they're gonna have um cheese and pork and then cheese and beans with their famous red dipping sauce featuring common ground tomatoes and onions. Um, and if you haven't had a papusa, it's this delicious um corn uh like a tortilla a little bit but thicker and it's a Guatemalan and Central American specialty and it's just so flavorful, so delicious. All the dishes, we call them tasting dishes, but the portions are huge. (laughs) The chefs are so generous. Like you come hungry because you're going to leave stuffed full of tasty food. And, And then, yeah, it's all, you know, locally grown. It's sort of unbelievable. And the tickets are just $50 a person and it's cheaper than going out to dinner. And it includes these amazing dishes drinks bloom is doing a mint mojito cocktail featuring mint from common ground and mocktail version too if you don't want the alcohol um we have armada brewing is donating locally brewed beer as is um thimble island brewing brewery and then athletic brewing is donating non-alcoholic beer so really the food beverages everything like, yeah, I'm so hungry now too, (laughs) thinking (laughs) about it.
1: Um,
3: Oh, and we have to mention
1: with Chef Elmer, though, there's like a super special connection to Common Ground. No, no, no. It's like, I just want to shout out. So Mm -hmm. we are so proud that they are part of the event. This is their second year coming because Elmer graduated from Common Ground High School. So this is like a homecoming, totally like helped volunteer at the event when he was a high school student and is now went through the collab program. So they are like through the food incubator program, business incubator program, and they're like out there making this amazing catering happen. And for them to come back and honor us in that way, it's like this beautiful full circle moment. So I just had to shout that out and Please get back into your beautiful, you know, journey of of food, Aurora.
0: No, that's amazing. And I, I will say for folks who don't know, so Elma, Elmer is Sandra's son. Yes, and yeah, that's my um, I, son I, I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that history. Um, that's beautiful. It really is. It really is.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm so glad you highlighted that, Audrey. I can't believe I forgot to mention it because it really like almost brings me to tears when I think about it. And, you know, they are so excited about the event and being back and then their food is so phenomenal. Also this year, in addition to their famous pupusas, they're making tamales. um, And, you know, the Guatemalan style tamales and the banana leaf, um, again, both like a vegetarian version with chickpeas and red pepper and green pepper and their salsa, and then uh, a meat version with chicken. So yeah again I brought it right back to food Amanda knows like if your mouth is <laughs>
3: watering and these pupusas and food sound good make sure you all get tickets at commongroundct.com
0: oh, dot org. Yes, dot org. I love it and we'll we'll throw the link in the um <laughs> yeah so I well I want to talk a little bit about a little bit more about Feast from the Fields but then I also want to talk about Feast for Families which maybe is something that folks haven't heard about because it's newer. Um, but Aurora, what are some of the other things? And and also, can you uplift for folks who who maybe don't know this, even if they've been to Feast before, that part of this is it's food that y'all are growing. I mean, shout shout out to uh, Diane Litwin, Deb Grieg, uh, like a thousand other people whose names I don't know. I'm really sorry. Um who are, who are out there with the, like, literally cultivating the land and loving on the land and, and then bringing that food into the dishes, some of the dishes that people will be eating. Because I think there's something really special. Like, we we talk about the importance of eating locally and the importance of eating close to the food chain, but I think especially right now in a time of, like, climate change and Um, environmental disaster, we've seen even in Connecticut, how things like flooding have -hmm. really devastated a lot of farms. And we also know that if we got back to local, like local patterns of farming and eating, one, that food would be less expensive for everyone. But two, like, like monoculture is not going to save us. Those big farms that are only growing lettuce or only growing corn or only growing meat, they're not going to save us um so sort of just I would love for you to talk a little bit about the importance of of that and making sure that this is part of our culinary like like literally part of our diet in in this event
1: yeah I'm gonna jump in because this is like the my my passion um so Lucy you just have identified so much um that is important about the work of our farm um, and about the work of all small scale, local regenerative farmers, um, wherever you are, uh, if you're in Connecticut or tuning in from somewhere else. So, you know, I just want to celebrate that our farm is really unique in the sense that we do have a farm team, but also unlike any other farm, you're going to be that produce, that moment that you get to taste whatever you get from Common Ground, You've had high school students working on that. You've had people from the community who are adults who want to take on learning urban farming skills who are there as a paid internship, who are learning that work, but they're not just learning it like in a silo, they're learning it intergenerationally. So the high school students are there working with the farm team, working with the farm interns, and then volunteers are coming in. And then any of us who work there who need a break or to learn something new can go spend time at the farm too and just walk those beautiful rows. And it's so important, as you said, to not just you know support local farms, but the educational work that the farm team is committed to is just so intentional, right? It's like every year we have a farm and garden conference and the purpose of that conference is for people to leave feeling more empowered to grow their own food. Um, and as you identified, farmers and especially small scale farmers are facing unbelievable issues. Um, it's really, a. I think that so many of us walk into like a supermarket and we see all this gorgeous produce and it's like, wow, look at everything that's available to me, but that, that is a bit of a myth, right? Like we're kind of like living in this alternate reality where things are available to us all the time. But if you wanna like be supporting these small scale farmers in this season alone, Farmers in New England have faced like two unprecedented challenges from a like extremely hard early frost that was, you know, decimated a lot of crops very early in the growing season, meaning that some small scale farms that had been in existence for 16 years had to close their doors from that one frost. Um, And then on top of that, there were places that survived that frost, and then were hit with the floods um, that we recently experienced, and that that shut their doors. So, I just always want to like highlight and identify how vulnerable, you know, our systems are, um, and how important it is for us all to take on, you know, growing a little bit of that knowledge, and how common ground and and the farm team specifically uh, is an open door place for that is a place where the whole community can come and not only you know, learn how to support them in their work, but, you know, empower themselves and and grow their own food. So like, yeah, I think (laughs) we are a little bit emotional about what it's like to see that one step beyond that, right? It's like not just the local farms, but then to see our local chefs who are such a vital part of our food system and the way that they treat and honor our produce. It's like, so beautiful to see what it's like for them to you know some of them if they have time they'll come and they'll check out the farm and they'll walk the rows and see what they want to use that year but all of them just like always are blown away with this produce and yeah it's it's a special thing to see like what what this tiny farm is able to do for this event
0: yeah absolutely well and I love that there are, you know, on this list of I think it's twelve vendors, but I'm doing uh, reporter math, and so that that math is often incorrect. Um, it there are, you know, places that have been in New Haven for many, many, many years, like Atticus, and then also relatively new spaces like Sanctuary Kitchen. I want to shout out uh, Chef Homa Asadi, who is an amazing chef, and anyone who eats her food is just really lucky to do it, which is a uh, a much younger venture, even Olmo. I mean, like Olmo has been on the scene for what, three years at this point. So it's, it's still pretty young, even though um, I think a lot of people feel like it's, it's been at that corner for a long time. And so there are a lot of different flavors that you'll be experiencing. And that's one thing I love about New Haven. It is this um, really diverse space and a cultural melting pot where you can get almost anything to eat. I'm saying that and I'm trying to think like, are there blind spots? There are a couple blind spots, but I'm not going to throw shade at anyone um, on the air because that just sounds rude. So I just want to remind people, if you're just joining us or if you've been hanging out with us here, thank you. It's WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, the sister station to the New Haven Independent. And this is a collab with the Arts Council of Greater New Haven. It's Arts Respond. I'm Lucy Gelman, and I'm here with Amanda Byam, Aurora Kuhn, and Audrey Neforis talking about Feast from the Fields and Feast for Families at Common Ground, New Haven. I'm still going to say Educational Project every time. Ecological Project. Okay. Ecology Project. I'm so bad. So
1: close. It's like yeah. it's something
0: in, in the brain, Audrey. Yeah. Uh, and, um, which is coming up on September 9th and 10th. We'll drop the link to tickets uh, in, in the chat um, in all the places on the web where this is. So Amanda, I want to bring it to you to talk about Feast for Families, which is a newer part of this, um, and specifically some of the offerings that people can look forward to and why it was important for Feast for Families to grow out of the tradition, which is almost two decades old at this point, of Feast from the Fields.
3: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having us um, here. First of all, it's been great uh, chatting with you all. But uh, so, feast for families. This is going to be the third year for of doing it, um, and it was really important to have a family friendly event in addition to the eighteen plus event, so kids can come and be a part of connecting to nature and getting to meet the chickens and be part of the land and the other animals, the goats and. Um, sheep that we have so it's really a really special event this year we're including new activities and workshops that um, have not been featured ever and I myself am going to be doing one of the um, (laughs) workshops (laughs) like I mentioned to you earlier so I'm going to be doing Afro-Caribbean dance fitness with families all ages are welcomed all able bodies all types of bodies um so i'm excited to bring movement and a different special cultural type of movement um, that maybe people don't include in their day-to-day lives um and just flow and have fun and bring some energy um into this event so along with that we're going to have other wellness and sustainable events including flower crown making with pua Lay flora and um hydroponic grow kits we're gonna be making with nerd DNA. So two amazing workshop um, facilitators. Pool Flora is by uh Ju- I don't get the name wrong, Julia Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> um and she is gonna be using, it's an art artisan flower business based in Madison, Connecticut. And she's gonna be using flowers grown right on our farm. Um 100% from common ground and they're going to be able to make their own floral crowns. Uh, they can make other accessories as well. And um, she, Julia, she finds it important to use flowers that are mostly based from Connecticut um, and foliage. Uh, so she supports local farms with her local business as well. So that's really important for us to include small businesses and entrepreneurs and business owners that are that tie into, their mission ties into ours, basically. So um, that's really exciting. And then the other workshop facilitator, Gina, she is going to, she's with Nerd DNA. She's coming from Brooklyn as well, my hometown. (laughs) And she's she's an environmentalist. She's a business owner. She does other types of workshops um, for wellness and sustainability. And she's an environmental teacher. So she's very passionate about the environment and nature and teaching people how to learn how to be more um, sustainable in their everyday lives and um, wellness and eating well. Like she does all types of amazing things um, with her environmental organization in Brooklyn, so shout outs to Gina. (laughs) Um, And people are gonna be able to take home their own grow kits in plastic recycled bottles. uh, So they can grow their own stuff and with this awesome hydroponic kit and it's gonna be lots of fun. So the other thing people will be able to do is, uh, kids and adults alike, they'll be able to make herbal tea with using um, items from our edible garden just so cute I love watching the kids in the edible gardens so I'm excited for that and who doesn't love tea uh, so lots of great things are gonna be um, included in feast for families this year and the food can't forget the food <laughs> cannot forget the food is gonna be provided by chef Sonia of deamo Barracuda and 80 proof so local business again um, champion and uh with so many so many different locations shout outs to her like go <laughs> and amazing <laughs> and like
0: amazing amazing food i i just i still remember when barracuda was new which is probably like dating myself and how long i've been in new haven but the food is so good um like if you have not yet experienced sonia's food please like do yourself a favor go out tonight. And it's different food at um, at 80 proof TAMO and Barracuda, or just go to Feast for Families and see what you get.
2: Yes. And Feast for Families yeah. tickets are just $25. So all those activities, the amazing food from Chef Sonia, it's all just $25 a person and children under three are free, which, yeah, I feel like both these events, I mean, which is our goal. They're like, a great deal <laughs> it's like you know the yeah. celebration of community and brings in all these incredible partners the celebration of our mission and you know so much fun and so much to do for a, a very small donation so yeah it's, it's exciting it's yeah
0: amanda i wanted yeah. to um, okay, shout no, out no.
1: another thing about chef sonia just like a quick mm-hmm. little aside so last year was the first time that uh, she participated mm-hmm. and It was so amazing because she basically just showed up and we had some high school students who had identified that they are interested in becoming business owners or in having restaurants or working in the kitchen in the future. So they signed up to be like her volunteers and work alongside her, you know, and I'd let her know like you'll have some high school students and this is something that they want to do. And I just want to say like the way that she walked in and was like, okay, let's get to work like they by the end of like the three hours I was like they're professionals like they totally like these high school students took on that role with like so much pride so much leadership and by the end they like had their whole spiel down with any guest that was coming they like knew exactly what to do for prep work and it was just so cool to see like so many of these chefs it's such a difficult industry a lot of that is beginning to hopefully change like the pandemic has really exposed how difficult um, and untenable the restaurant industry can be for so many people. Um, and so for them to like take time out of what is already such a difficult industry on a weekend, nonetheless, and come be a part of a fundraiser also just deserves a lot of celebration because it's not easy. And I think it's really unique and specific to the New Haven community, the way that we show up for each other like this. I yeah, just want to celebrate that too.
0: I love, yes, I love all of this. Amanda, I wanted to hop back to you for a second and talk, this was not part of my plan, but, um, and talk a little bit about, Um, can you just explain what hydroponic gardening is for people who don't, like, don't understand, or like anyone can jump in? Because I feel like, we like we talk about these things um there have been a lot of conversations recently around the Goff Street Armory which is a big beautiful um building on Goff Street in sort of the like Whaley Edgewood Beaver Hills areas um and one of the ideas for that has been to have like a huge hydroponic gardening space and people are like it's the future and I'm like cool but some people still don't know what it means hmm. um so yeah well, yeah. I told Amanda oh, no. I'd jump take it in. Away.
2: <laughs> So, well, everyone, Amanda, everyone listening, you, Lucy, should come to Feast for Fans and hear from Gina because she'll show you what it is. That's so much better than hearing about it from me, but I'm happy to give like a little primer to get you ready for Feast for Fans. So, hydroponic growing uses water instead of soil, and the nutrients are put in the water. So, it some people see it as the future because it can be really space efficient and energy efficient um, because you're not using as much land and you can do it, you know, in a city even if the soil is polluted because you're you're putting the nutrients and water in it. There are some some cons. It can be done in a way that's less sustainable. So I think Gina would do a good job of explaining the pros and cons to everyone. Um, doing it in your home is a really cool way. That's definitely sustainable. You can set up like in your window a little system with the water and nutrients to grow herbs for your cooking. And so that's sort of the take-home kit that people will be making will be a a little um a little plastic bottle with um room for water where you and, and a little fertilizer, and then you can grow. You know a basil plant or a flower or some dill <laughs> in your window just using the sun, but but yeah, some like there's yeah, a lot to discuss in terms of pros and cons, and when it comes to sustainability with hydroponics, so it is a big part of the future. But uh, you know, there's it's not a silver bullet, as we know, nothing is, but yeah, I could go off on a tangent about that.
1: <laughs> Beautifully said, Aurora, I feel like you handled the complexity of that. Really well.
0: Uh, you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, and sorry to like spring it on you. It's um sometimes I, I just find that people run into like these boulders with language where they're like, I, I don't know what that is. And I feel like I should know what that is. And um, so I, I also want to bring it back to like why this is important to Common Ground's mission. And I know that might sound like a duh, question and i'm just gonna throw it out there um audrey if you want to hop on it or amanda or aurora if if i i also love that we have like three ladies whose names all start with a i just i don't know there's something magical about that
1: um yeah we, we love that too um Okay, yeah, I'm happy. And Amanda, Aurora, you jump in if there's anything that, you know, our mission is up for interpretation for every individual that, you know, takes part in our work. Um, But, you know, why is it important to our mission? I think, like, I can talk about the super basic level first, which is, like, we're a nonprofit, so we need to hold events like this in order to sustain our work um, and to grow, you know, revenue, it's a fundraiser, as well as a community gathering. Uh, but beyond that, you know, like, beyond that purpose, um, it's so tied to our mission in so many ways that once again, it's going to be hard to like, fully sum it up. But it is common ground, like the thing that initially drew me to common ground, why I wanted to be there and, and be a part of the, the kind of community is that I heard a lot from folks who worked there um, about this like ripple effect being part of the mission. So this sense that we start our work here on this campus, but it doesn't stop there. It's got to ripple out and you know impact several areas of the community. Um, and so I just loved how Common Ground Center's partnerships in that way, whether that's partnerships with our students, families that are enrolled in activities. But so many local other nonprofits and businesses partner with us. So, you know, that's what Feast from the Fields is really identifying and celebrating. It's like bringing us all together. Yes. Under like the enticing, you know, beautiful elements of food and live music. By the way, shout out to Caribbean uh, Steel Drum Band who's going to be there. Um, so like, yes, there's all of that. We want to celebrate together. We want to break bread together. But we also want there to be, you know, an annual opportunity for all of our partners to come together. So, you know, the people who will be in attendance will be, You know, parents of high school students, high school students themselves will be there speaking or volunteering. You know, we're going to have all of the chefs. We're going to have representatives from lots of other nonprofits. And so, like, that's another thing I always want to identify is like, yes, we're hoping to fundraise for Common Ground. But when you go there, you're going to have the opportunity at the event to meet so many other place people who represent other organizations that need our support as well. Um, so that's like, you know, it's it's for us to gather, to celebrate, to have some joy, restoration, peace together, but also to, you know, spread our mission and then spread the mission of others who who make this city what it is.
0: And it's also like in, anyone should feel free or everyone should feel free to jump in. Um, you know, I think there's something specific about the land and like green spaces that is healing and where amanda and i talked about this a, a little bit um like way off mike this, this morning that, like the the kids are not all right um arguably the adults are not all right either because we've been through three years of navigating like this is a new normal oh we're gonna pivot this is still a new normal oh we're gonna pivot again and i think everyone is dealing with sort of the social and emotional blowback of the COVID-19 pandemic, the fallout from education within workplaces. I mean, we're for women on this right now and um, we've seen like women drop out of the workplace because we live in a country that is so bad when it comes to things like childcare. So I'm wondering if um, one or all three of you are interested in, in talking about just like the role of this space that has been cleaned and loved and cultivated and, and continues to be nurtured and cultivated um, by so many hands and the importance of that in healing, especially right now.
2: I'm happy to kick it off, but I hope Audrey and Amanda will chime in too. But yeah, I do think that's something that's so special about feast is it's like, it's a fundraiser and community event, but it's so much more, like it's really a testament to healing and resilience and, um, community and the power that we all have when we come together. So it really does fill me with hope in these difficult times, you know, to see how excited the students get, to see chefs and partners and other nonprofits willing to contribute, to see all the guests wanting to come together and talk about important things and share their time. And take a tour of the farm. The you know the farm itself always fills me with that hope. Um, when Audrey was sharing earlier about the importance of the land and the food and feast, I was thinking like earlier this week I went for a walk around the farm and just the diversity of plants and you know seeing all the different people who come to learn and work on the farm, whether it's young kids in the community programs summer camp or the adult interns that Audrey mentioned or the high school students and the the butterflies and five kinds of bees I'm you might know from our Facebook page I'm a fauna and flora nerd and so (laughs) I like to spend my lunch breaks and before and after work time walking around just admiring the, the biological diversity and then you know there's a incredible diversity of people, you know, in every sense, culturally, age-wise, um, any way you can think of. So it really is so unique and special to, to celebrate that together and to have that kind of in contrast to the really overwhelming, discouraging um, things that we're facing, whether that's climate change or um, mental health Fallout from the pandemic or the patriarchy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, uh, oh yeah, I'll open it up to someone else to chime <laughs> in. But it, like, I feel like it, it is a really joyful, hopeful resilience and resistance moment feast <laughs> in yeah. so many ways. <laughs>
3: yeah, I agree. And I think all of us coming together for this common goal of seeing, of being able to promote sustainability and teach others that maybe don't know much about sustainability and how this is better for us and how this, you know, improves our community. Um, I think it 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 just speaks to, to everything that we're doing, like from the using our produce to composting to all these amazing things that tie together for this one big event that supports our mission and everybody is part of that vision and they they all get hope, just like, you know, Aurora expressed and it's it's a beautiful thing and everybody's just happy to be a part of it and happy to contribute and play a role and so I'm excited to play a role myself (laughs) for the first time this year we're happy to have you. We're lucky to have
1: you as a part so of So lucky. <laughs> and, yeah, like Lucy, I feel like you're just like speaking to a group that could like go on and on. Cause I like, I get so excited by like what you just brought up. Cause it's like, it's on a cellular level too, right? Like as someone who has the like immense privilege of getting to work on a campus that is, you know an operational growing farm, but also like is, you know, myself a grower the microbial benefits of being up in that dirt and specifically being like in dirt that is being cared for regeneratively so that it's going to be able to keep producing and it's going to be able to keep getting loved on and get getting nutrients. Like it's, there's something so deep about it. And I think like the ways that I've seen our high school teachers be able to bring that learning and bring that relationship to the land into their classrooms is incredibly unique. And as we all know, it is hard enough to be able to get through a work week as a teacher, Um, And so for educators at Common Ground to then be going a step beyond to, you know, yes, teaching to all of the standards that they need to teach to in order for our students to thrive, but then going beyond that and finding ways to like creatively integrate the land into their lessons and time spent outside. It's something that should be celebrated. You know, it is really hard, really vital. often under celebrated work and I love you know for us to be able to with this event kind of shout out all of the things that are happening on our campus and and it's like a way to celebrate the fruits of labor for so many different people at Common Ground.
0: Yeah and I I mean I feel like programs I've heard from so many parents whose kids have experienced being in nature you know in, in New Haven we're really blessed to have a lot of green spaces But I think that people make the false assumption that that means that folks always have access to those green spaces. And one thing that I've noticed in reporting across the city is talking to a lot of parents whose children haven't been in a public park, let alone something like um, an urban farm. Um, And so I think it's that it's something like the um, mobile market, which is just a really cool like if you have not experienced the common ground mobile market, also it's just like a life hack. Like if you don't want to spend $5 on kale um, or, or like any of your produce, which you shouldn't have to, although at the same time, like, please support farmers, please, please, please support farmers. Um, it's, It's just a really cool, literally mobile market that shows up at uh, spaces like the Fairhaven Library, the Black Corner Store on Edgewood Avenue, Bella Vista, which is out in, I think, Fairhaven Heights, right? Not Fairhaven. Um, Tower One, Tower East, and uh, the Shack, which is really close to where the farm is, right? Um, So in like West, sort of West Rock, West Hills, and um, and so like so many other programs that y'all do I know this is not land adjacent but um every year common ground I know now collabs with Elm Shakespeare Company and seeing young people devise theater is like one of the best things ever and I'm sure there's some connection between them like having a restorative space on the farm and in their classrooms and then going and writing like really brilliant theater where I'm like wow (laughs) grown-ups don't write this (laughs) sort of stuff like it it came from from the mouths of babes, truly. Um, so, I,
1: I want to like a testament to that. There's a there's a student who just graduated. Shout out, Lily! We're so proud of you. Um, but it's like incredibly rare for a high school student to be like, Miss, like, what opportunities are there for public speaking? Because I just want to be behind the mic. And Lily went through that program and did the um sh- Shakespeare, you know, collaboration was in all those amazing plays, is going to go off to do truly whatever um, comes her way. The world is her oyster. But so she emceed Feast With Me for two years. Like She co-wrote the script for everything that we said when we welcomed people and was so charismatic. Like I have no idea what I'm going to do without her. But yes, I just wanted to celebrate that it is amazing to see, you know, these students in this, you know, leadership role, whether it's in like our green jobs core program, harvesting the food that goes to that mobile market, a part of that theater collaboration, there's just, um, they're making beautiful stuff happen. And then I yeah. really about that point of access that you talked about, I just want to celebrate, like for anybody that's listening, um, we have open farm days every Saturday at Common Ground. So, it is an open campus for you on those Saturdays. You can come, you can check out our animals. I think it's 10 to 2, correct me if I'm wrong, at 10 to 2 p.m. Um, it's self-guided, but there will be like members of our staff there that if you have like burning questions about chickens and can you have them in you know, your yard in New Haven, they'll be able to answer it. So. Um, Yeah, that's really important to us. And like all of the language that we have out there, the flyers, um, you can get there from the bus route. So it's, you know, you can, if you are in New Haven, you can get there and um, you can enjoy that space. It's for you. There are pavilions you can use. You can have picnics with your family and please come.
0: Can you still walk the goats? I know this is, (laughs) this is like a big selling point when I'm trying to explain common ground to people. I'm like, hang out with goats.
1: I don't want to break your heart. Um, You can still go visit the goats, but they have kind of, they're like in protest about being walked. um, And so they don't want to be like walked on their leash anymore to certain areas. Um, They've had enough, but they had a good run for a while.
0: Goats can be moody.
1: They really are.
0: They really are. We'll have another episode where we bring the goats on and and we'll interview them specifically. So before we go, I want to ask all of you, you know, this, this show grew out of COVID and the fact that artists and I think folks who are in the arts ecosystem are constantly having to pivot. And so I'm wondering what all of you do for self-care. Anyone can go. What a wonderful question.
2: Are you ready, Amanda? Or not yet?
3: Sure. <laughs> I mean, it it does relate to Feast for Families. Like, one thing I love to do is take a dance class or just go dancing, you know, something that fills my heart, something I'm passionate about. Um, dance is one of those. So yoga and like movement I love to be you know moving and staying active and being outside so if I can do an outdoor yoga class I'm there um just to have a picnic like Audrey mentioned you know with some friends and enjoy some good food you know outside that that stuff fills my heart so those are some practices (laughs) of self-care for me
2: and, um, yeah, my self-care is pretty common ground related to, I guess, I think we all, you know, came to this work because we, it aligns with our passion. So, um, I love just going on walks in nature and I often go to open farm day <laughs> and I'll drop off my compost at our community composting and then, you know, say hi to the chickens and then go for a hike up West Rock. Um, and then, also, you know, while I'm walking outside, I just love to, like, take a up-close personal look at, like, flowers and the fauna and flora. So that it brings me so much joy to, um, you know, go slow and observe the beauty of nature, um, which, you know, we can find everywhere throughout the city, not just a common ground.
1: Oh, I love it. Um, Yeah, so for me... um. Yeah, also some common ground adjacent stuff. So as I mentioned, I grow, um, I grow my vegetables and, not, and flowers and that's so important to me just that time to slow down. I would say like my two deep loves outside of, you know, um, what, we're, what we're doing at Common Ground is growing vegetables and playing basketball. Those are the, the two things that bring me a lot of joy. Um, and I also just want to shout out, so Amanda, Aurora, we have another team member, Lauren, who isn't here. Unfortunately, like this time um, is a time in which they are not getting as much self-care at time as they should, because we're preparing for this huge event where, you know, 300 people come. So I just want to say that they are like so dedicated, so wonderful, work so hard on bringing this event to the community It is like such a blessing. And um, I love hearing them talk about self-care and I'm really excited for the event to happen and uh, for us to be able to slow down and get some more opportunity for doing all those things that we really love to do.
0: Yeah, that's so real too. Um, So I I just want to let folks know before we go, because our time is winding down. This has been Arts Respond on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. We are talking about Feast from the Fields and Feast for Families happening on, respectively, on Saturday, September 9th from 6 to 9 p.m., um it's it's 18 plus at least on the website so get a babysitter um you know have that date night we've been talking about self-care so please like if you're a, a bedraggled parent um I don't know I hope I hope you're able to have that special date night and eat some delicious food um and then feast for families on Sunday September 10th from 1 to 3 p.m and that is it's literally in the name for families Um, tickets for Feast from the Fields are $50 and Feast for Families are $25. And that money goes directly to all of the cool programming that Common Ground is doing. Um, So it's not just like floating around in the ether. Um, I want to thank all of you so much for coming on and, and spending this time with me talking about I don't know, just like food and farming, which are things I really love, and also um, education and how all of those fit together and and community programs. If you are interested, if you haven't yet gotten your ticket, I'll say it that way, for uh, Feast from the Fields or Feast for Families, you can go to commongroundct, that's one word, dot org slash event slash forward slash feast dash from dash the dash fields And that should take you there. We'll also drop it online in the many, many places um, where it's important. Thank you all so much and have a beautiful weekend. I hope that the sun stays out. I don't think it's supposed to rain, but I could be very wrong.
1: Thank you so much, Lucy. This was so fun. Thanks for giving us an opportunity to talk about the event and also to geek out about all the things that we love on this team. Really, really means a yeah. lot. And each <laughs> that we didn't get to mention, just know how much we love you and appreciate you. There's so many people to thank. So, um, yeah.
0: Thank you all so much. Have a great weekend. And if you're listening, thank you for spending time with us here on WNHH. Have a great weekend yourself. Bye, y'all.
3: Thank Bye. you. Thanks, Bye. Thanks, Lucy. <laughs>